But we back for another week. I'm holding the mic like you this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we are definitely live, baby. Yes, we are. We live, man. It's your man, oh, Gisha Luciano. We, we back for another week, man. Okay, Across man. from me, who we got? You got your southern cousin, Remy Hendrix. So my left, we got. The truth is here, man. Loud and clear. And we are back for another week. We definitely, definitely, definitely want to give all of our listeners from last week's episode uh, a special shout out. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for reviewing. Thanks for all the positive feedback. Right before we start uh, recording, we was looking over some of the numbers, man. We got a lot of listeners in Baltimore. Be more. DC, of course. Alexandria. But we would definitely want to give a special shout out to the people in Indianapolis that's been listening. Um, we got some listeners down in North Carolina. We got people in, in Minnesota, man. I ain't never been to Minnesota damn in my life. Y'all know what the party y'all did? <laughs> it's cold out there, man. Shout out to Minnesota, but, man. Hey, listen, man. Shout out to y'all. Kevin Garnett, man. Yeah, so how y'all be, man? What's going on? What's Chill going it, on, man? Randy? How was your week, man? My week was pretty good. You know, I can't really complain. It was a short week, but, you know, still putting in the work. A short week is always the longest week, Always the longest, week. You think so? Hell, no. We worked for four days today. It felt like we worked for... Ten. Four days I'm still tired. still working them four time hours though. Yeah, yeah you, you can't skip that. That's for that. sure. Yeah, you got a bill, right? Hey man, you got you gotta get this you money somehow. Game. You yeah, gotta see those professional games. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, man. My my mind is going, but I'm checked out, man. I'm going over my birthday vacation next week. So Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Where you going? Man. I'm going to the beautiful Republic of Panama. Hey, oh, so I love that country. Bro. Happy early birthday. Hey, man, appreciate it. Happy man. early one. Young boy 20, turned 29, man. Hey, He's young a boy. baby. Boy, you fresh off the titty. <laughs> man, fresh off. <laughs> fresh off your mama titty. Oh, Remy sound like he been doing stuff down yeah. in Panama, man. Nigga talking about he's 43, right? Like, like, I'm not that much older than you. I really love that country, man. I went to that country a couple of times, and it's one of the countries that I said if I uh, ever moved out of the United States, it's like top on okay. the list. And one thing I really appreciated about Panama is crazy because, you know, you had the canal there. Over mm-hmm. 100 years ago, of course, you know, a lot of the Caribbeans moved um, from, you know, the Caribbean islands and went and helped build that canal. Yep. So when I went to Panama, it was interesting. Like half of y'all countries, like black, black people. people. Yep. And me being from Jamaican heritage, you know, my mother's from Jamaica. It was the first time I had, you know, went to a country and people spoke Spanish, but they had this Caribbean accent. Yep, that's my parents. That's and why people go, yeah, like, every time they be like, yeah. where your parents from? They're from the islands, not they're from Panama. You know yeah. what I mean? So they speak fluent Spanish, but their English is Yeah, they're the yeah, Patois, Patois, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it was just like, man, it, it blew my mind. And I was even listening to, like, the reggaeton down there. Yeah. And it was just like, That so started was about black people. Yeah, yeah, it's so much better than what you may hear a lot of that commercial stuff coming out of Puerto Rico and mm-hmm. stuff. So, like, I really, food was good. Yeah. I saw, like, Panamanian Rastas. <laughs> it was just like, like this is weird, you know. Yeah. But it, it was cool though. I really liked that vibe yeah. down there. It's a huge melting pot. There's a lot of um, a lot of Chinese people came mm-hmm. to help build a canal as well. So down there, actually, Panama has the oldest Chinatown on this side of the world. I didn't oh, know yeah? that till till recently. Um, the last time I went was in 2011. Um, after my grandmother died, so I'm really excited to go back, man. I'm really excited. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be there. Uh, for about a week, so I might, I might have to jump in on hey, this one. Man, Price <laughs> was for the low, man. I was thinking of things for 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 a nice price, so oh, ain't too man. late. I might do that. Yeah, man. But speaking of, you know, speaking of the islands and all that, man, we definitely had um some tragedies happen this week uh, with the hurricane. So yeah, man, it's it's crazy because of course we had Harvey in Houston. Apparently, Mexico had one. I think it's called Katia. That's crazy. That's, that's in the uh, had that earthquake that happened in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah you had that. Then you have Irma. That's like, uh, as a, at the time that we were recording this podcast, you know, Irma really tore up the Bahamas, Barbuda, Cuba, and now it's heading towards Florida. And it's when you see what's going on in Florida, the, the governor's telling everybody to evacuate. 
And, you know, you got other things that's going on. The Florida Power and Light Company is saying that this storm could actually affect 4.1 million customers, and which could be about, that's like 9 million people that they said because these people have families and stuff like that. It's crazy, man. I, I definitely saw, like, the pictures um, from this week when it tore through Bar- Barbuda. Well, mm-hmm. I never heard that island day in my life, but when you know, I was reading, somebody was live tweeting, and they were saying the, um, I think the prime minister of the country was saying, you know, they were unresponsive. Like, the whole island was unresponsive for several hours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was like, they finally, I think they got him, like, on a conference call, and he was, like, yelling, like, you know, total destruction, total destruction. Like, the country is all gone and you know i guess when the the hurricane cleared i think they said 90 percent of the island or something like that is just leveled mm-hmm. like that is insane to think about you know what i mean first off man just sending out praise to everybody who was Absolutely. affected man that's i mean you know like like remy over here i'm half jamaican so i know i got family down in jamaican and then in the uh caribbean islands yeah, so you just you can't really prepare for it, man. It's a natural disaster. It's out of your control. But, you know, you send your praise up to whoever you, your supreme being is and wish for the best, man. Yeah, man. So another thing is um, that we had a, a few discussions on this week was dangerous situations, right? You know, you have this hurricane. And like, I got a, some friends down there in Florida that decided to hunker down and just stay in Florida. They said he was going to ride this this storm out. Now, when we first started hearing about this storm, they were saying that, yo, they capped it at Category 5. So if you were to compare this to, like, the cap, this would be, like, a 6 or a 7. And I, I saw, like, a, uh, a picture that really um, compared Hurricane Andrew in 1992 to Hurricane Irma and Andrew would be swallowed. Uh, they showed a picture you know, in Detroit. They said it was the size of Texas. It's huge. That's, yeah, that's insane. That you is know, absolutely insane, man. But at the time, as we were recording this podcast, I think it actually, when it went over Cuba, they were saying it actually got downgraded to a Category 4, oh, four okay. So, which, which is still dangerous. You right. know what I'm saying? They're still telling people in the Florida Keys and South Florida to evacuate. So my point in bringing up this is saying, like, why do you think that, like, people who are in, like, the storm zone, Hurricanes on. Why do you think some people decide to actually stay there and don't heed the warnings? My, my symbol is, is where they gonna go? You know what I mean? Like when you look at the numbers, the average American doesn't have a thousand dollars in their bank account. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like Delta, JetBlue, or something like that. They showed the the flights to get out of Florida, man. It was slaying them things for like fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah. So <laughs> I have a family of four or five. Where mm-hmm. am I gonna find the money? Mm-hmm. The roads are backed up. You know what I mean? So I, I just don't know. I just sometimes think that people just don't know where they're going to go. So the, the, their safest option might be just to stay in place. You know, the most logical um, thing for them to do is just, you know, let's board up these windows. Let's all huddle up and just stay in place. Because if I don't have the extra income to just go buy a flight or just go buy, mm-hmm. a ho- you know, spend money in the hotels, where do these people expect me to go? You know, you had the Florida governor say everybody evacuate, but in reality, man, we all can't, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, you just stick with what you know, like. You know your house. You know you know your land. You're not going to run away from that. This is this. You got to think about it. Everything that you own for some of these people is in their house. You know mm-hmm. everything. Like you said, you can't you can't afford these travel tickets. You can't afford you know to just get up on a boat and, and leave. So mm-hmm. if all my stuff is here, man, I'm gonna ride out with it. I mean, and that's just you know unfortunately you know that they're in the wrath of this hurricane and and you know it's, it's been so devastating that has affected so many people but some people just believe man hey we, we can get through it no matter what and i applaud those people man you know stay with what you know and you know pray to god and hopefully hopefully you'll you'll make it through but see the thing is like me being from the south as well it's like we're used to like bad weather terrible thunderstorms and, you know these hurricane 
they can these hurricanes can spin off you know tornadoes and just bring right. a thunderstorm. So like I get it where they're coming from. Where it's just like growing up, you're just used to it. Every year, you know, it's gonna happen. You just you know get your water, you get your necessities, and yeah. just, you know you just like look, we gonna stay here right. and do what we got to do. But right. it's just like it seems like these storms are getting worse and worse and worse, right. getting bigger and bigger, and it's just like. That may not necessarily be the the right perspective. Understand that you don't. Everybody doesn't have the funds, but there needs to be like some type of plan. Have some type of plan in action. That's more than just okay, just gathering water. I'm just yeah. gonna stick well, it out. It's, especially in places where it happens all the time. Like if yeah. you're down in Florida, man, y'all they constantly get hit. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you know those people's like, why don't you have a backup? You know, a, an emergency exit plan or whatever the case may be. Like being you know being from the south, like you said, have you? Experience anything crazy like that? Like, what's you know, you've been through a crazy hurricane or anything like that? No, just the, like tornadoes and just the bad thunderstorms that they're spawning off. Like, I've actually I've been in like certain areas that were getting ready to have hurricanes, and I've actually I had the income to leave. Now, if like if I decided to live in like South Florida or Houston, Texas, or New Orleans, what I actually would do, and what I encourage our our listeners to do, is actually like set aside some type of like of a small bank account, like put like $50 per paycheck or $100 per paycheck in this in this account. And it could be like your evac- evacuation account. Like mm-hmm. this, that's what I do for like my vacations. Like I just put like $100 per paycheck. I don't touch it. And like when like Panama trips come or like you want to go to Colombia or you want to go Vegas. to like Vegas, Africa, <laughs> I still, wherever. I'm still salty. I ain't get there. You got what's going on. It's just like, look, I go from this particular account. It's not much, but right. like when it, when it fills up, you know, you, you you budget and you make that happen. So like that, that's my like, that would be my, my game plan or that would be my approach if I decided to live in one of these areas. You know, I do plan on moving back down there. So, you know, yeah. I'm actually... I guess another option real quick, man, you know, we have these elected officials. They represent the people, right? So if you're just telling all these people to evacuate, you know, I, I know these elected officials, they're in charge of the funds for because they represent the people. They represent these counties. They represent these cities. They represent the state. Do more to help them out. You know, d- develop a plan yeah. of action for these people. You already know beforehand, okay, this hurricane is coming. These potential storms, this could happen. Mm-hmm. Organize a plan beforehand to help these people. We shouldn't have similar situations happen over and over again. I mean, you had Hurricane Katrina. You know, you you had people having to go and 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 save people from their homes on on just boats, r- random personal yeah. boats and stuff like that, walking mm-hmm. through water. We've already had this situation happen before. Learn from history. History repeats itself. So already have a plan of action. Okay, if you're telling people to evacuate, go around to the different houses. They may be already doing this, but it's not known. Go around to different houses. Make sure, hey, okay, we have done an evaluation of your house. It's not safe to stay here. We will put you in a shelter. We will move you. And then if you really want the money back, create a loan program for these people. Because I'd rather them not lose everything than then for them to lose everything and not being be able to to live. You know what I mean? Like do 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 something. Do, just don't just sit yeah. there and say evacuate. Yeah, it's interesting because like they put in like the state of emergency status like well before the storm hits. Right. So I want to know like and they're requesting like uh, money from the national government and stuff. So I'm wondering like okay, where is this money going? Is it just geared towards cleanup? Is it that, that's what I've always wanted too. So yes. I, I wanted to know that maybe that may require some more research. But it's interesting. It's just like there needs to be like. In those areas, there like every year, this is a common right. occurrence. Let's like, talk more action. Yeah, man. What's more action? What is, what is the evacuation plans yeah. for this region in this particular region? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a governor or an elected official standing on a podium saying evacuate does nothing for me. 
You know what I mean? Like I might not even have a TV. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, that has nothing real to talk. Me. You know what I mean? We're getting, these people are paying all this money in taxes. You're going to tell me that they can't, you know, sponsor something. Just create some sort of evacuation plan like you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Just try to help herd these people out of where they are and put them in a better situation. Like, that absolutely makes no sense to me. We have all these places in middle of America where nobody lives. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... They're not using that land for, like, safety zones or whatever. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of things that they could, that can do, but... A governor telling me to evacuate, that ain't doing a damn thing for me. That's not putting, that's not helping me get there. You know what I mean? So, and if you're somebody, if you're a VIP, like they have the evacuation oh, plan know. for you. Yeah. Right. They, they have the right. yeah. The yeah. governor's probably, you know what I'm saying, somewhere else while he's recording the video telling them to leave. <laughs> right. and his exactly. safety zone with his family. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the crazy thing is, if people are skeptical about helping people out, just know that some of your most loyal people, some of your most loyal followers and friends, Come from those are derived from those people that you do help along the way. So those those people will always give back to you. You just gotta give good energy out to the universe, and it will come back. Yeah, people never forget good deeds like that. Absolutely. But yeah, it's it's interesting about this um, these hurricanes, and you know, whenever you have you know terrible situations like that, there are always like people that's willing to take advantage of these situations. Like I don't know if y'all saw this, but I was looking at this video a few days back that had like I guess Hurricane Harvey in, in Houston, right? You had your man. Mr. 45. 45. Cheeto head. <laughs> Cheeto head. <laughs> he went down there. He, I think he visited He visited like a shelter, right? And he had a couple of black kids in front of him. A little girl ran up to him. He picked her up. Said, yeah, come here, baby. And he kissed a little black baby. And I'm sitting here like, like no, this yeah. nigga looks so uncomfortable around <laughs> children, man. Like, that's how you know he has just malice and, and hate in his heart. Like, kids don't even. I saw a video earlier. Like, he was sitting next to a little boy coloring. And little boy was just completely ignoring him. Like, man, get the hell out of my face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but when you see Obama, like, you've seen kids run to him. You've seen yeah. how these kids and just people around him, just that cool, energy that he gives off. Yeah. yeah. And kids, like you always say, kids are able to, you know, they, they're able to spot the good people in the world. They're able to find the good yeah. energy. And when you see him around kids, man, he just looks so out of place. The kids are like, man, don't touch me. He's holding them, kissing them. Kids are kind of like leaning away from him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like he was picked on when he was younger. That, that's just my opinion. I don't know, man. I just, I just know he grew up rich. You know, it's just like, <laughs> but but it's interesting. It's just like, I kind of felt like he kind of like, there were like some props in place. It's like, they really made a point to actually show that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, who are you catering to? Like, you're not fooling nobody. We know what it is, you know? Anyway, I just thought that was an interesting point. Speaking of Mr. 45, um, I don't know if y'all read the news this past week, but we had this this Dreamers Act or like this DACA yeah, uh, situation terrible. that was going on. Um, as you know, like he was saying, within six months, you have over 800,000 young adults who are brought to the United States as kids illegally. Um, they qualify for this program, right? And they said as of six months from now, they could be readily deported. I- like. Just at this point, you hear about all these things that they're, they're literally trying to take down every single thing that President Obama put in place. Like, what justice does this do? You're going to kick down 800,000 people. That means that's $800,000 of tax dollars. So you're willing to just say, F it. Forget all these people. Let's remove all of this extra money that we're bringing into our into the government. For what? Like, for what? These people are, are they are Americans. You know what I'm saying? They were born here in America, regardless of how their parents got in. So they are, they are, should be afforded the same rights that the rest of us are. And you know the, I mean? the, the thing that, that they're saying is they're saying that they're taking away jobs from legal citizens, people that live They are citizens, though. Yeah. They're, Look, they're if, if, they a, if a person is willing to work, to be honest, a lot of the, I'm not even going to say a lot of the jobs, but if a person is willing to work, give them the job. 
A lot of these people, they be complaining about people taking their job. Man, they ain't well, even looking. You're not even looking or you're not even qualified as that person. You know, if yeah. I'm a businessman and I got two people, and I don't care if you're illegal, legal, whatever. If this person's more qualified, I'm choosing that person. Like, that's that's just that. I'm yeah. not going to. It's, it's, business is about money. So it doesn't even matter. Like, it, it, it just blows my mind crazy. when I hear crazy, people talking about illegal immigration like our country wasn't. Founded on illegal immigration to begin with, you know what I mean? Like, how did they? How did they forget that their forefathers, like they like to talk about, were illegal immigrants to this nation? And you're talking about, you know, DACA candidates. Like, man, yeah, their parents were illegal, but man, they're American. The kids are, they're here. You know what I mean? Exactly. So. I don't know. It's crazy. I, I just don't know. The, I don't understand the end. That's that's my thing. I think I'm more confused about the end. Every time, you know what I'm saying, Trump removes something, it's like, where are they trying to go? And it's just literally, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason for anything. They're just trying to strip it all. Anything Obama put in place, they're just trying to strip it all. Yeah, man. It's it's When I was reading about it, I was trying to see, okay, like, because you know you have the stereotypes of people that are supposedly illegal immigrants. Right. I said, what are the demographics behind this? So I went Facts, to- Facts, man. Facts, man. I went to- um, this a website. It's the Migration Policy Institute, and it actually featured like a, a data visual breakdown of like the demographics. And I was looking at it, and I was like, okay, it's about like 1.93 million people who are actually eligible for this DACA program. It actually stands for the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, of course. And I wanted to see, okay, where are these people coming from? Right, 82 percent of these people do come from Latin American countries. Seven yeah. percent of these people do. Seven percent do come from like. Asian countries. So I was looking like, you know, me, you know, I'm always looking for like, how does this, how does this affect the black community? I was like, okay, where are the black people? Only country I saw on that list was like Jamaica. The yard, man. The yard. And it was just like, <laughs> it was less than half a percentage point. So I didn't get an actual breakdown of that last like 10%. Yeah. But it just, it, it really like made me think. It's just like, okay, like, are black people not applying for the program? We know we have a lot of Africans in the United States as yeah. well. Like, okay, what's what, what's going on? We have a lot of Caribbeans as well. I, so. my, my guess is just that who they're appealing to. You know what I mean? They're yeah. probably marketing this thing and trying to find candidates who are in high Hispanic population areas. You know what I mean? So that's my that would be my assumption for the 82%. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, as you, that 82% just shows their uh, proximity to the United States, right? Yeah. So when you think of illegal immigrant, what do you think of first? You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people would say, oh, Mexican or or, or a person of Latin American descent. Yeah. Just like you mentioned, you got you got other people, other nationalities, other ethnicities, you know, represented across the board. So like you said, everything always goes back to money. It's a business. You know, you promote to certain people. You know that majority of the people who are here, you know, because of that proximity are of Latin American descent. So- why not promote to them, you know, get get this program uh, approved and, you know, politics and business go hand in hand. So it's crazy. You got the DACA issue, then you got the wall issue. And it's just like, and, and like we were talking about earlier before we started recording, it's like the majority of the people that are here illegally didn't cross over the they border. They cross the border, right. man. They overstayed their visas. You know what I mean? So how do you, how do they address border. that? You know what I mean? But, you know, the president that we have has convinced a, a, a small group of people that illegal immigrants only come here crossing the border but even if you did put up a wall there's tons of other ways to get here you know, I what know. I mean? every anybody you know you know my listeners probably don't know this but you know my parents ain't from america so i got a lot of you I said got, that early yeah you know, so yeah i guess i do you know what i mean i have you know i ain't gonna put too much out there but you know we all know people that are here illegally mm-hmm. and they damn sure ain't cross no border yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah. building a wall man that only addresses one small piece of Whatever. Well, it's, it's just it's just show, right? You know, mm-hmm. you 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 tell someone you're going to do something, and they believe in you. That's how you. That's how some people gain followers. That's how you gain following that a following, and that's how you 
you're able to become, you know, powerful. That's how you're able to become the president. And just so. conditioning people, you know what I mean? He's conditioned these people to feel some way about illegal immigration. They're blaming illegal immigrants for the reasons why they don't have jobs. Like, dog, you live in bumfuck West Virginia. Oh, you didn't graduate God. from high school. Like, how many jobs <laughs> do you think that you're qualified? What jobs do you think you're qualified for? Other than coal mining. Yeah, you know what I mean. And those coals don't, coal mines don't really don't exist yeah. anymore like that. So if you're not willing to go down to the Carolinas or to Texas where they're hiring illegal immigrants to work in the fields and you just ain't gonna work you know what mm-hmm. i mean so you either get with or you get losses that's just the name of the game you know i know right interesting because i remember when before we started recording you were talking about the situation in montgomery county yeah like when i think about this it's like if you were in these people's shoes and you grew up you were brought to the united states at two years old three years old you don't know your home country at all all you know is through like just through what your parents stories. taught you yeah. through stories and like you imagine if you're like 25 years old or whatever however old you are and you gotta How go. are you going to tell me I'm not an American? I've been here my whole life. My entire life. My entire life. I, the story I was telling, there's two brothers that uh, they play soccer in, in Montgomery County um, public schools. And, you know, ICE came and picked them up and they deported them. And, they, you know, Washington Post, they ran several articles on them. They're trying to raise money, like GoFundMe to give them some money to have in their pocket. You know, in their pocket now that they're back in El Salvador. But, you know, these kids, they have been in America basically their whole entire lives, and they both earned soccer so- uh, scholarships to go play soccer at, at, a, at schools. And now they got ripped from here and they're back in El Salvador in the middle of a, a gang-infested, you know, crime-ridden nation. And they're looking around like, I, I don't know anything about this place. I've, I've never been here. You know what I mean? I barely speak Spanish anymore. So, you know, how do you move on with your life? You know, and, to, and to be honest, as you know, you know, as an American, you know, I'm, one of my parents is from Jamaica, but he, they always tell me, like, you know, if you ever go back to Jamaica, you know, just make sure you watch yourself. You got to be extra careful Absolutely. because you are an American, even though you are, are of Jamaican descent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are an American. And no matter they, they how you pray dress, you. and no matter how you dress, you could dress they all know. the way you down. Know. They know. Yeah. They smell they know. it. They yeah. smell yeah. I mean, people know I'm from Baltimore. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, no matter how I dress, no matter how I speak or whatever, no matter how I try to change up or blend in. You are you are where you come from. You know, you're a product of your environment. So those people are going to get preyed on more and more because you represent something different from them. And they think that you got money now because you came Absolutely. from America. So you must have you. Absolutely. In their mind, you have to have money. You got a lot more money than they yeah. got. And yeah. a simple Google of their name will see that, you know, they, they've created these GoFundMes and all these things to try to give them Absolutely. some money. So now you're a moving target. And that's what the article was basically saying that when they I think they were moving in one of one of their aunts. And I was like, you know, I'm. I'm going to try my best to keep them indoors because they are targets. You know what I mean? So as they, I guess they start to warm up to being back in the Until them people come knock down them So they come knock down them doors, man. So it's just unfortunate. And I'm sure there's countless stories that we can look up where yeah. this has happened to. You know what I mean? It kind of reminds me of this movie I was watching. Uh, I believe it was either on like Amazon Prime or like Netflix. It's called Home Again. It's featuring... Tatiana, Tatiana Ali hey. from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, her beautiful side. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting, right? So it was, it was centered around her and two other individuals. She was living in Toronto. Young man was living in Britain. And another guy, I think, was in New York. And they're all of Jamaican heritage. And they, I believe they all committed crimes in these countries. And they all sent their ass right back to Jamaica. And, you know, and it's funny because the conflict in Jamaica and how people received and how people treated them and just like how their, their lives, you know, intertwined throughout the movie was I felt was like very, very interesting. So when I'm reading about this, it kind of reminds me of that movie. Next topic. We ready? 
So another thing I wanted to talk about today was your man Steve Harvey. Nah, man. negative. <laughs> Since we're talking about nah, we talking negative. about Trump and, and, and Mr. his thing, Mr. Potato Head himself. <laughs> Mr. I'm gonna screw up the uh, Miss America pageant. Like, um, come on, bro. You know, like his, his like facial features, like you just plug and play them jokes. But he got that default head, yeah, grinning ass. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know if you, if, you, if you saw, but you know. He came out, on, I guess, in this article stating that he wished that he would have never accepted that meeting to go talk to President Trump. I heard it's because his wife like sat him down or something like that, and was like, and then he said he uh, she had told him not to take the meeting. And listen, man, shout out to black women, man. Y'all always getting the straight. Y'all always making sure that most we're of the time she told this fool don't go meet with him, and he caught all that heat. And what I find interesting about it is, and you know, there was a sit down that he had, I guess, with the Hollywood Reporter, and. He says the only reason he went to go meet with President Trump was because the Obama transition team told him to do so. You believe that? No. Look, he, he said that, oh, oh, this president is encouraging dialogue within our community. And no. um, I'm cool with Obama. I'll ride with him. You know what I'm saying? So let me just go see what he's talking about. I don't believe that. So the Obama transition team told you to go meet with a man that started this whole birthing thing. This whole, you know, all the racist, sexist things that he said, denying that Obama was a, a an American, American, yeah, said that you know what I mean. So I'm supposed to believe that people on his, on that work for Obama told you go meet with this dude. No, I'm supposed to believe that you let another man tell you to do something and then go back and blame him for, for meeting doing it. for meeting with a guy who you technically say you don't like, you don't trust. Like, yeah, come on, I, will any one of y'all meet with somebody who you don't mess with? Come on, like, that's just, no, nah, no, nah, nope. And ain't gonna push nah. the blame on Obama's team, you know what So I mean? my, my thing is, I'm not so, I'm not gonna be, like, so upset that he actually went and met with the guy. My thing is just, like, you did it, like, hold yourself accountable. He's, he's not gonna hold, I'm still trying to figure out how his shape up was so... <laughs> Straight when he had uh, that. When Steve Harvey line is Yeah, that, 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 that lineup was cool. So, so I come to find out, man, I think that joint was a toupee. Toupee, yeah. Yeah, nah, yeah nah, it was, we was, Hey, yo, remember we was Googling them joints, yeah. the images. Yeah, because yeah. we, was, we was laughing about it. We was at the bar one day. Yeah. And um, we're sitting around drinking at the bar. And uh, and he pulled up the Google images of the joint because I didn't believe it. But that joint damn sure was Bro, you extra crispy. Day. I used yeah. to go to the barbershop, yo, like, yo, give nigga. me the uh, Steve Harvey lineup, <laughs> bro. Like, nigga brought out the yeah, utensils and shit. We might, have to, we might have to post that on the Instagram <laughs> so y'all can see. Because I think the pictures you had didn't even show, like, the ball spot that he had that he was covering <laughs> oh, up from nah. the Yeah, so. Yeah, Steve was a fool, He was man. out here fooling people. But the only thing about Steve, man, is just, like, I feel like he has, like, a history of, like, questionable behavior, man. Because I, I remember years ago seeing, like, an interview with him. And, you know, all of a sudden he's, like, this, like, relationship guru. And um, he uh, talked about – he told – he said, this is what he said. He said, the only way that women can be actually satisfied is they have four different men in their life. Housework. All right. And he said, okay, one is an old guy. I'm assuming that means the old guy could be the sugar daddy, could be like the mentor, he can, you know, teach her about life. One is an ugly dude, a dude that I guess is going to treat her like she's just a queen and just like the center of the universe. One is a mandingo, of course, like it's to break your back. <laughs> You know, and then they, the other one is like the gay boys. <laughs> I guess the other one would be like the gay guy who's, I guess, is, you know, how their relationship goes, the homegirl, you know. And so I, I found that interesting. And, and all of a sudden he transitioned from that to having this book like, okay, 
think like a man and all this shit. Act like a lady, think like a man. Yeah, how yeah. how how many rela- how many marriages has he that, been in? That's the part that I'm like. Really what about. two, three? The four, nigga cheated like, on his wife. Yeah, like, like you to be I'm not I'm not about to listen to you. <laughs> like yeah. you you've been through the experiences, cool. Yeah, you've you've done all these things. Now you can give relationship advice. No one gives a shit because you probably still out there doing the same stuff. And then you know, four men. What well, we, man, give, like, we give all the wrong people platforms, man. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's funny. He, he's a funny guy. Don't get me wrong. He's good in his profession. Like I, I and that's his lane. Though. Yeah, Comedy, exactly. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want to hear anything from you about your, how you going to tell another man she need your your girl needs four men in her life. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> and then you, know, you think about his history, right? It's just like, dude, you've been married like three times. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. You like, got out, you got people out here believing this shit. Yeah, it's just like you're like a a, a serial fuck up when it comes yeah. to relationships. Like, and all of a sudden, you're the relationship connoisseur. I, I'm gonna get mad. If, what if my little sister's listening to that shit and, it, and she thinks she need four niggas in her life? Like, come on, bro. So, so I don't know if y'all y'all uh, saw this earlier this year, but uh, Chris Rock's brother Tony Rock, yeah. the comedian, he blasted Steve Harvey for that for shit, real? man. Hell yeah, man. It was funny because he's saying some of the same things that we were saying. <laughs> Let's keep this shit funky. Steve Harvey is on his third marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His third wife was mistress to his second wife. <laughs> Yet black people have anointed this motherfucker <laughs> the oracle when it comes to black dating. This nigga wrote a book on dating. <laughs> you want your third wife, homie? With all respect, why can we pick a nigga that know what he's talking about? Not D.L. Hughley, married for 25 years, same woman. Steve Harvey. And now he met with Trump. Who give a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Is Donald Trump going on Family Feud? It's crazy, man. It's just like... Nah, at the end of the day, it co- it goes back to the money, right? He He's trying to make himself look better than he actually is so he can go out here and say oh i did these things because of this i'm not a bad person i'm not a bad man i'm not a bad husband i'm not a bad father you know i i did these things because you know she wasn't doing this the right way or she was looking at me as the mandango instead of the gay guy i I don't know whatever bullshit he says but he just trying to find justification and validation in other people to say that what he did and what what he didn't cheating on his wife or um, his relationships failing is not his fault. It's just the status quo, just how things go. I feel like he's just trying to collect a check, personally. And, and that, too. And that, 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 too. And I thought he probably just has a really specific audience. Like, I don't know anybody our age group that goes to Steve Harvey for any sort of advice, let alone relationship advice. Nah, but you so got to think like, about you know, it. A lot of women do, though. Yo, but, but, he was on. What t- age group, though? What age group are we talking about? Because in my mind, I would assume that he appeals to an older audience that puts these type of niggas on pedestals. Uh, I'm, I'm in my early 30s, and there's a lot of girls that I know. Bruh, I've seen Steve that. Harvey? Yeah, Yo, I've seen him on talk shows. Yo, I've seen him on talk shows talk about like relationship advice and, and this and that like it it's it's just not a small audience man he's, he's like the guru no another thing that <laughs> <The> really <laughs> got on my nerve about yeah, steve I mean, that's like back in the day what's that nigga name hill hill harper or whatever he's still, oh, he used to be on twitter remember when that nigga yeah. used to be on twitter tweeting out like the yeah. like the low-key man bashing shit yeah. you know what i mean Dr. like phil. yeah like, you know, <laughs> i had a, a phrase for that uh we called that um Pussy panderers. Oh my god. He's a pussy panderer. <laughs> they would say anything to get some pussy. That's right. that, that that's that's what I call him. But back to Steve Harvey. 
I feel like he just has a passive, like, just questionable behavior. Like, you remember, you know, he was on Kings of Comedy with Bernie Mac, right? Yeah. Um, I was reading this article about Bernie Mac. I think it was, like, in Ebony Magazine. Rest in peace. About, in, yeah, rest in peace. They talked about the rift that he had between Steve Harvey. You remember Ocean's Eleven, the movie with George Clooney? Yeah, Clooney all, Robert, all, all the motherfuckers, yeah. yeah. Great movie with cool. Bernie Mac, right? Yeah. As soon as Steve Harvey found out that Bernie Mac was cast into being that movie, Steve Harvey had his publicist reach out to the producers of that movie and say, yo, I heard you got Bernie Mac, but I feel like I'll be a, a greater fit for this I movie. Try to plug me in. Yeah, that's crazy. Are you surprised about that? Because the nigga hating on the average nigga, so imagine yeah. what he doing niggas like so, Bernie. <laughs> so it's like, but when Bernie Mac died, he up here speaking about, oh, I miss Bernie and all this stuff. Like, dude, he was hating on Bernie when he was living. Like, you know, it's just like, I feel like he's just... You know, you know, it, it's crazy, man. If y'all listen to rap a lot, man, a lot of rappers say that shit. Like, you know, the the, the people who get killed, they show up at their homie's funeral yeah. after they didn't had some type of dealing and killing them. So it, it's that's that's a uh, I guess a great topic of conversation you brought up there, especially with you know Steve Harvey. How, how do you look at yourself as a man? You know, you can't have respect for that. You lying to somebody's mom. What somebody did that to your mom? You know, and you're laying in a casket. That. Come on, man. He's 100% Hollywood, bro. Just Hollywood. I should have made him my my uh part of my yeah, bullshit, man. man. Went off that shit got, got me all mad. Yeah, I'm all man. stressed out over here, man. You know, so like, what else? What's going on in popular culture? Did y'all see Power? Yo, Power, yo. Let's, yeah. let's talk. Let's talk about that, yes, please. Man, I'll let y'all niggas get y'all shit on. Nah, nah, you, you got you got started because it was it was your part in your bullshit this last week, Tyreek, right? Yeah, come on, man. man. Let me tell you something. Power has so many holes in that joint. I think the writing this season yeah. has been piss poor. I haven't been <laughs> waiting for. I've been waiting for the season finale, so this season I can just watch it and get it out of my head, man. Because this yeah. season's been horrible. It's so much. First of all, I know y'all seen the finale. Right? Yes. Yeah. Angela, little, little ghost. No, Angela went. And told Angela told Tasha that they can't pinpoint exactly where um, Tariq is in Washington Heights. How the hell did she pull up to the exact building that they? Yo, you in? think too much, bro. No, nah, I have to. No, I, like TV, <laughs> I like TV, man. I like TV. I'm, I'm analytical, <laughs> man. It's impossible. Tommy and Ghost they pulled up to the exact building and they knew the exact floor this dude was going. On. None of them had the address. By the yo, way. yo, you know what? I, I thought about that when Ghost got out the the uh, the whip yeah. and he saw his son going up in the elevator. I was like, bro, how did he know the exact dog? Floor? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're that's right. That's what I'm saying. And Tasha pulled up and found a parking spot in Washington Heights. The most busy. <laughs> the most busy. You know what I'm saying? How was that even possible? You know what I'm saying? And then they rolled up the body in the carpet. Spoiler alert, by the way, if you didn't see it, but it's been two weeks, so y'all should have seen it. Damn. They rolled up the body in the carpet. Where the hell did they put the body? The, y'all heard the sirens right outside the windows. So the police was all, all right there. Where did they put the body at? You know what I'm saying? Like, man, the, you asking too many good questions. You I, 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 I got, got no answers. answers. I mean, like then, then you got um the that, very, that, that that closing scene where Kanan was in the back of the back of the car. Yeah, there's no way that they meant for the season to end on that. That's why I think you know Fifty been saying all season like we've been asking for 13 episodes because I, I can't believe that that was the finale. There's no way that that was the finale. I feel like they might have had to do a rush job and adjust things for um for the lack of missing three episodes or whatever. And then on top of that, this is the shit that pisses me off the most when I watch that final scene. Tommy has that bright blue-ass car. Yeah. How is he able to pull away from every scene and nobody sees him? He's in front of all the biggest drug dealers in New York. Every every episode with that bright blue car and nobody sees him. He pulls away that, and drives past that him. fucking tracker ble- blank, and blanking that, so yeah, loud. No, and shit. That yeah. tracker is not even just on, it's yeah. on his bumper and his 
blinking red. Yeah. <laughs> how do you not see this? Like, how it has so many holes, though, is mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing it's TV, to me, man. man. Nah, 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 nah. It's, it's nah. Interesting. I can't just give it to you because there's so many good shows out there right now. Like, <laughs> I'm right now I'm watching Narco Season 3. Yeah. And that joint is fire so far. You know what I mean? But hold on, we're not finished with Power yet. Let's, oh, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. This is what I don't understand about Power. Like, why did they pick and choose to show that little girl? Like, they just like the baby, the baby. Like, Duh. where she be at, bro? Like, where's the babysitter? Like, they don't even say like they don't say where she at. Like, Tasha just don't take care of this little girl. It's like, she's the worst mother in the world, man. The I told you And then it's funny because she, nah, she she made up for her. She made up for it though, man. The, she she took the rap, yo. She was like, I I need a lawyer. Not a lover. I was like, oh yeah. shit. That's still bad parenting though, bro. Yeah, she you put right. herself in that funny situation. Yeah. 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 Little ghost, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, he, he, yo, he went, he went in, washed his whole old life away. Gonna come out little ghost, man. He's gonna he's spray everybody. He's still he, he's he gonna spray everybody. You see the way he was looking at himself in the mirror too? He had that little like <laughs> I'm here, like he had that little arrival moment. That, that's, that's, that, bitch. that's that first time you first time you listen to get rich or die trying. Everybody everybody looked in the mirror, was like, yo. I'm, I'm it. Yeah, I'm it. I'm a gangster. What up, blood? Like, yeah, you listen you know? to that old life after death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, they gave that little girl like like one speaking line this episode. And she like, if I were to estimate, she's about what, like seven maybe? And she was like, when when is to be coming home? I'm like, dog, why did they make her sound like a little girl? Like, she's not that young. Like, yeah. everything about that show just blows me this season. You know what I mean? But... It's except still, except still, for saying Lala, man. Every, every time I see her, I'm like, oh, man, yeah. yeah. Her sex seems to be mad uncomfortable to me too, man. <laughs> yeah. It's just super uncomfortable to me, man. I just like, I just think about honey nut Cheerios or, or whatever Kevin Garnett said, man. Kev, Carmelo Anthony is gonna catch so much heat this NBA. And season, that nigga what did Kevin Durant say? He said your he said your girl tastes like honey nut Cheerios. No, nah, that was, that was KG, yeah. Yeah, 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 KG, yeah. But they're gonna but they're gonna blast them and be like, yo, Tommy smash your wife, bro. You gonna let him do that? You know they're gonna get him, man. It's just like it's crazy. Man. All he gotta say is, man, look, I make more than you, so it's straight up, exactly, straight up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Could you, would y'all be able to watch our girl do sex things on TV? Fuck no. <laughs> to my, my, my easy, yeah, nah, easy. Yeah, Fuck no. What up, for the check? Y'all ain't do for the check? <laughs> for the what? I'm, I'm not answering. I ain't answering no. the question how I feel. I'm just saying, y'all. Look, fuck no. <laughs> so if how if, if, if Courtney Kemp came to us right now, yo, we want to replace Lala with your girl, but she has to do two sex things. Well, good thing I ain't got a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you the money man though. So like, oh, check this out. Check this out. Right. So back in school, we used to call these the million dollar questions. Mm. So like, so like, yeah, I, don't, I don't like how you look at that. <laughs> so like, check this out. Right. So like, what, what if he came to you and say, "Yo, we're gonna give you twenty million, twenty M's if you let your girl do this sex scene with Tommy? What you gonna do? Give me twenty M's or give her twenty M's? Well, yeah. if it comes to her, it's yours too. Y'all gonna split it y'all together, right? So like, what Mass. you gonna do? You you said it's a million dollar question, then you put twenty M's I'm on the just table. <laughs> you, you see, you see how they try to get you, bro. If it was a mil, I'd be like, nah. You said twenty mil, man. I could. <laughs> a million. How much do I love her? Million, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 it's a sex scene. No, 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 they're no, not no, fucking. No, they're no, not no. fucking for real. I know. It's, you know it's, it's potentially. Hey, look, hey, 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 you trust hey, your girl? He had strokes. Sometimes, yo, you know. So your girl not about to smash Tommy. Or live on, you know what I'm Yo, saying? Yo, like, but look, if he's a superstar, you know, some girls be like, all right, we got to make this look real. Let's just have him do it. Just just put the tip in, some dumb shit like that. Yo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap, bro. No. Yo, no. check this out. So does it, you, do you think it matters that, you know, Melo is like up here as well? He's a superstar mm -hmm. celebrity as well. Or like you being like, you know, just a regular dude, like average dude out here. Oh, yes. So, yeah, it matters. I, th I think he, he understands that lifestyle more. You know, yeah, as I'm sitting here yeah. speaking, I, I've never been introduced to that superstar lifestyle to, you know, being cast in a movie or being cast in a TV show, having to do that. 
So like that that's learned behavior. You don't mm-hmm. just, you know, as a regular man, you know, Pull just like you know, eight nine to five or whatever. Yo, oh uh, yo, let me. I'm gonna catch a girl. Let me make out with her. Bro, I'm, I'm gonna look at you like you better not like that shit. Like no tongue, man. You better be just sucking air from her. Like you can't, you can't put deny, the plastic lips on. Like you can't deny your girls them opportunities, man. You gotta, yo, you're you know right. I mean? You're right, man. You're right. So at the end of the and day, you, and you know the type of girl you with. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. At the end of the day, business is business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. I would, oh, hope, no, I hope, I would this, hope they're not playing no, tips. This, this, this. <laughs> yeah, nah, I hope this. Not and and then, then, then I'm gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? I'm pulling yeah. up to the scenes, dog. We gonna oh, nah, be there. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, man. So you think Melo is there? You think Melo checked Tommy after the scene, or what you think? Nah, nigga. For real, for real, if I was Melo, shit, if it was me, I would, I probably legit wouldn't watch, man. I wouldn't watch. Yeah, I don't yo. think I could watch. I don't think I could watch. But you just said you would pull up to the scene. Yeah, nah, nah, nah I'm just, yeah, I'm just yeah. in real life. I'm just just me talking on my ass. But in real life, I don't think I could watch the scenes. I'm nah, I wouldn't be able to do it, man. man. Like, yeah. and and if I wouldn't be, if I can't watch it, then like I wouldn't feel okay with. It. I, yo, my girl can do whatever she wants. If she wants to check, she can go out there, make out with him, have sex with the dude. As long as I get my cut, yo, <laughs> I, I can't I can't stop you from doing you. you no, know you really I mean? can't. Yeah, so but it's, it's like, about me exposing myself to it. It's yeah. like, like you said, you know, my, Melo's already, but he's been in that life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's been right. around some of the, you know what I'm saying, the most uh, desirable women in the world. Like, he knows what it's yeah. like to see these women get ran through. Like, he's been around it. He's been in that arena. So, me as a regular dude that work a regular job... Can I see my girl having sex on camera? Well, no, for fake, no, simulated sex on camera. That's uh, a little rough, man. Real talk, I couldn't do it. I'm, I'm it's yo, a little for, rough, bro. For, 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 I, they still got to pretend that they're into it. Yeah. So those noises and the faces that she's making is yeah. like, dog, like, that was us yesterday. You know, I think, and now white-ass Tommy is. Yeah, you know they, I, mean? son, I think for a lot of people, as long as they always think about this, as long as your girl can come back to you and and make you believe and persuade you that nothing is going to change in your relationship because of this event, this action, this activity happening, then you'll be good. But if now she's, I don't know, FaceTiming this nigga or, That's story, you, know, you know what I mean? Or, or, or like she, she's, she's doing stuff differently. Think, Cause you know, you, like you say, you know, your woman, but if that is affecting your personal relationship, then I wouldn't be okay well, with let it. Let me tell you something right now. If a nigga that my girl had a <laughs> sex scene with is FaceTiming her. You, you had that ringtone. Outside of business hours, bro. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a problem, man. It's Shorty absolutely be like, I'm working overtime. Yeah, nah, ain't no overtime. <laughs> ain't no overtime in the, in the, in the, in the active business, dog. It's just, it's just not happening. You know what I'm saying? We got to cut this scene again, bro. Let's, yeah, let's oh, do it. Man, yeah. It's not happening, man. It's crazy, man. So, yeah. like, speaking of, man, speaking about relationships, like, did y'all see that, I guess, that post or that issue with Kiki Wyatt and her and her husband? Oh, yeah, yeah, I seen that stupid shit. What was that all about? I, um,. I don't know too much about Shorty, but I do know that she posted a video saying that like her husband served her the divorce papers and she I think one of the kids has cancer. She's pregnant, so she got on Instagram Live or whatever it was and made a video pretty much blasting that whole situation and and I watched it. I watched it a couple times. <laughs> I, I, Why? Because I was trying to decide who I felt bad for, man. And like at first glance it was like the first time I watched it, I was like, damn man, she really going through it. And I thought about it. I was like, yo. I feel bad for the husband, man, because now that business is on front street and now he automatically gets painted the bad guy without hearing right. any of the backstory. You know, obviously there's two sides to a story. And when you're the first one to put your first piece out, everybody's going to believe you, especially, right. you know, she's a pregnant woman, one of the kids has cancer. Like you drop those two things. I'm pregnant. And my child has cancer and we're dealing with it. And then my husband wants to divorce me. Oh, you the devil. 
what I'm saying? Yeah. You automatically, I think I was reading an article that was saying, like, in, I think, like, his social media page, like, people were just blasting him. And it's like, yo. But we got to take a step back, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, who's really putting the business out there? Who's really causing the issues, right? That That's her. You know, she she's causing all the drama. She put on front street. Yeah. yeah, she put on front street. You know what I'm saying? Man. And I was just sitting back thinking about it. I was like, well, you know, if you are a husband or if you're a you know boyfriend in a bad situation, a, a bad relationship, you know, are you obligated to stay because you know one child might be sick and she might be pregnant? Like, how much are you willing to put up with for the sake of children? You know, what I mean, I'm not, I don't have any kids. I'm not in that position in my life yet. But I would just, I'm just thinking like. You know, if I do have kids or I'm in a bad and I'm in a bad relationship, how easy f- would it be for me just to just say fucking and walk away? You know what I mean? And I feel like that takes a lot for a man or just anybody to to really think through. You know, what I mean, this guy, I believe he's like a pastor or something like that. So, you know, on one side, he has like the, the biblical, the moral piece that he has to deal with. And then he has to really deal with reality as well. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm if I'm unhappy, <sighs> Things are things can potentially go left real quick, you know. what I mean, I think he, he put out a statement basically saying that he's just been tired of dealing with her, her, you no, know, her emotional instability. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you got think they have children, you know, putting your children in, the, yeah. you know, in in a home where they have a mother that's going through whatever she's going through. And if I don't, if I think it's toxic, yeah, that's that's one of the words he used. I remember reading that in the article. Yeah. He he was saying like. It's become a toxic situation yeah. in, a, in a toxic environment. And she already you stabbed know. somebody before, you know. Right, what I mean? right. So, yeah. she, you know, she, so she might, you know, she might put the murder game down. Yeah. You don't know. Oh, so you think she has some type of emotional baggage from prior relationships, and that's affecting her their current situation? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah, obviously. But I mean, I, the people I feel bad for the most are the kids. Absolutely, you yeah. know. And like you know, in, in this case, you know, in this situation, you know, I, I feel for the husband more because. Just looking at that, he he said, man, you know, my son has cancer and she's trying to use that against me. Like, as a mom, how can you, how can you, you, you know, that that's just, that's just horrible. Now, as far as getting back to the question of should you stay or should you go, you know, as a person, no matter who you are, who you're with, you know, if you're in a relationship and it's not making you happy, get out of it. It's hard. You're going to attach other people, you know, other things. Hey, I have kids, you know, or I love this person or, you know, um, we've we've done so much together. You're always going to think about the past. But in every situation in life, you can't look back on the past because that doesn't define your future. If Mm -hmm. you're unhappy, it's going to cause more problems. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be a father to a child without being with a woman. You know, they're, they're, you know, I, I, I know a lot of individuals who, you know, grew up in a single family home, only had a mom and they have father figures in their life. Mm-hmm. The guy wasn't with their mom. You know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. So it's like for him, you know, for these people out there who are in relationships, who are thinking about, you know, hey, am I in the best situation for me? You know, always look out for yourself because you have to be happy. You know, especially especially if you have kids, Absolutely. right? Because now your kids are growing up in an environment where you're always seeing your parents argue. You know, you're always seeing your parents fight. You know, one parent could be cheating on a, a, the other parent. And then you go back and you wonder why the, this these issues, the divorce rate keeps getting higher. Because kids learn at a young age, oh, my parents fight a lot. It's, so it's, it's normal. It's, normal. it's, it's what yeah. relationships... Yeah. You know, it's how relationships are supposed to go. You know, what's interesting about that is the fact that when we usually um, you hear about relationship issues and when it's involving like marriages and toxic relationships, you're usually hearing about it from the the woman's perspective. Like you say, a a man is an abusive man. And we ask the question, okay, what makes her continue to go back to this abusive man? And it's the kids. 
a lot mm-hmm. of the time. She, mm-hmm. If they have children, it's the kids, and right. she's more so concerned about their well-being, you know, the kids and even their mother in life. And then now we're looking at it from this male's perspective, and he's looking at it from more so probably like, dang, I'm a pastor. I got kids. I got obligations and stuff. So, I mean, I've never really even, like, even touched on it from that side other than I know friends that have, like, crazy baby mamas yeah. and stuff like that. We always hear those. We yeah. never really hear it about yeah. uh, from the men's point of view. You know? Yeah, you know, so it's just like it's making me think, you know, from a, a broader perspective, like, how much should your own happiness, you know, come how much your own happiness how should that you know come into the factor of you leaving or you staying in regards to the kids from the male's perspective you know so i think you gotta live by example man that's what i always say if if something's not making you happy don't do it you have to live by example for your kids because you can be there for your kids and be saying you know we're good but if you're unhappy kids feel that you know especially coming from your from their parents so if you're telling them okay you know, you don't, you never have to go through anything that doesn't make you happy, but you're in a toxic relationship. As a kid, I'm gonna look at you, I'm gonna hear what you're saying, but I'm also see and believe what I'm seeing. You know what I mean? And, and it just, you always have to make sure you're living by example because that's, that's what people, you know, follow the most. And you can say whatever you want, but at the end of the day, like, you're gonna have to show up. And you won't have to show and prove. That's it. Yeah. And it's just like in real life. You know what I mean? Like, I know me personally, I've definitely been in a relationship before where, like, I really, really was unhappy. You know what I mean? Like, and you sometimes you find yourself staying because of the other person. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always, the other person is, um, you know, kind of holding you back or whatever the case may be. And you really just got to decide, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Shit, the situ- do I need to make this, right. this jump? And it's funny because after you get out of a situation like that, it's automatic. Oh, what did he do? Right. You know what, it, I mean? yeah. what did he do? Facts. You know what I mean? Nobody ever asked me, like, why did you break up with, with the person that you were dating? And I would have gave him a simple answer. Like, I just I just wasn't happy. You know what I mean? Like, some, when, you, when you're around somebody and you just hate being around them, you know what I'm saying? Like, dealing with that, that's a whole other thing that you're doing. When, you, when you're around somebody, right? And you become you start you, you start to do things that you normally wouldn't do. Would not do, absolutely. Or, or you start to do the things that you 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 hate. You know, you, you start just doing wild shit. It, it becomes a task. Like, yeah. you know, being around this person or hanging out with them, going away, it becomes a yeah. task. It's not fun anymore. Right. You know what I mean? When you find yourself in that position in life, man, you really have to sit down and decide. Be like, single. What is, yeah, what is, what is <laughs> well, this, what is going single. through this worth? Be single, man. Well, I think that some relationships are, are repairable. So I, I think it's each Absolutely, case is on yeah. a case by case basis. I'm not gonna sit there and tell a man to you know to leave his family. This is a very uncomfortable <laughs> oh, yeah, topic. No, no, real, a lot of people are gonna listen to this and they're gonna say oh, they're telling them you know just to leave. So I'm not saying that, you know to run out on your family, nothing like that, you know. But you definitely still need to be you know a, a father to your children. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But well, one of the things that also makes me think about is just how men approach relationships and marriage in general. You know, I grew up always hearing a lot of these old men in the barbershop saying "happy wife, happy life." So it always confused me from uh, from being a child. It's just like, what the fuck does that mean? It's like, okay, do I always put her happiness mm. before mine? Right. You know, so like, he always I, be dropping the jewels, right. man. You know, so like, like it, it, it doesn't. It, I didn't. I didn't grasp that from a kid. And to me, I felt like, okay, that's that's a selfish, you know, viewpoint. That's why everybody's grandfather was having two, three different families because he kept putting the, the wife happiness first and not his. So he stepped out. And found happiness with other people. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny because we always, this whole, like, people always talk about, like, cheating and stuff like that. And, like, when we watch Insecure, we make it such a big deal. But 
Man, some of our grandfathers and great grandfathers, man, a lot of them had other kids too. Had, oh, had yeah. whole other whole other families. You know what I mean? They was going up oh, the yeah. road to Philly for work. Mm-hmm. The whole time they had yes. <laughs> another wife up there. You know what I mean? I, I, so, I, had, a, I had a friend in college. It's, it's interesting. He's from uh, from GA. And um, we was up in college. He was still finding like cousins and aunts and uncles that, that was showing up at like family reunions and stuff like that from yeah. like his grandfather. He had all, like Rolling Stone, definitely all kinds of kids. So I mean, but anyway, it's, it's just an interesting topic, though. But um, you know, this we can't cover this topic all in one show. Yeah, so we right. may have yeah, to we definitely got to have another podcast. Hey, listen, tweet us, please. Yeah, tweet I need us, I need the input from the people. Yeah, tweet us, hit us on Instagram when y'all hear all this, man. Give us y'all thoughts, y'all opinions. You know, we're we're taking ideas for topics. So, you know, what do y'all want to cover? We definitely want to feed y'all with content. You know, but you know, know what, what y'all think? You Yo, know what yeah, y'all think? can I get it real quick? At the PNB Pod, Twitter, Instagram. You know, we just got the Facebook page up, fan page. So we're gonna be sending that out shortly. So check us out on SoundCloud. SoundCloud? Yeah. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. I'm, I can't even speak, man. SoundCloud, iTunes. Check us out on all that, man. We coming to you. So, yeah, hit us up on there. Yeah, so we can flow into the part of my bullshit section of the show. Is there anything that you guys want to get off of your chest? Like, what I happened this past I was going to skip this week, but I think I need, to, I need to address Jason Whitlock, man. Who is Jason Whitlock? Jason Whitlock is this fat dude that wears a fedora that works on Fox Sports 1. He is, um, he has a show. I don't even know what the hell the name of the show is. not even important. Fat Boy with the Fedora. Fat Boy with the Fedora. That's what we're going to call him. <laughs> Crazy. He's been on, a, he's been on, he's like obsessed with bringing down Colin Kaepernick. You know, Colin Kaepernick, you know, he took the knee um, to bring awareness to police brutality against, you know, black and brown people. But Jason Whitlock, he's, he's one of those Coonan brothers that, takes every opportunity he can to send some negative remarks towards Colin Kaepernick. So, you know, while he was going through that thing all last season, he was calling him out saying he's anti-patriotic and he just been taking constant jabs at him. So this week he decided to do a segment and he actually posted a picture on Twitter with a little white dude that had an Afro um, wig on and a black fist raising it in the air with a Colin Kaepernick jersey on. That was actually Kid from Kid in Play. I'm going to get to that. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get to that. Mm. So he posted this picture, and um, in the caption he said, I'm glad to have Cap come to the studio or something stupid like that. Well, he had like a little smirk on his face. So, of course, Twitter Twitter drug him. You know what I mean? But obviously this was like a cry for attention. You know what I mean? He knows that when he talks about Colin Kaepernick, we're going to send all the attention his way. Um, so a day or two passed, and it came out that it was actually Kid from Kid and Play Instead of a white dude who he thought it was, that was the one dressed up like Colin Kaepernick. So what Jason Whitlock did, basically he found the most light-skinned dude that he could, mm-hmm. somebody that would that could appear to be white, and put him and dressed him like Colin Kaepernick for us to make it think that he was doing some some large racist thing to obviously, you know, get the attention that he was looking for. So, you know He definitely gets the Coon Award for that. No, it's it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Like I he is obsessed with Colin Kaepernick. He takes every opportunity he can to try to shit on him. You know what I mean? It's weird at this point. And to go that far, it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, Fox Sports 1 as a network whole really needs to sit down and really think about why the hell they would let one of their employees do something this far. I saw Shannon Sharp tweeted this week that he was going to talk to, I think, one of the producers of the show, like one of the uh, higher executives about that. And uh, actually, news came out, I believe it was yesterday, saying that they weren't actually going to release that clip that he recorded um, for that show. But the fact that they recorded it, man, you know, I don't get it. I don't get it. It just it just looked insane. So, man, Jason Whitlock, man, fuck you. You know what I mean? I feel like we give <laughs> off him. Off top. Yeah, just off top. I think we give him a lot of attention. You know what I mean? I, I really don't feel like speaking to people that run out of breath when they tie their shoes. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I just, <laughs> I just, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm just good off him. I think he actually blocked me on Twitter 
Right. <laughs> no, a few people got me blocked Geechee. on Twitter. Yeah, he got he definitely got blocked me at Geechee underscore. Who, who else blocked you on Twitter? Yeah, Jason Reed, man, he's another cooning brother. <laughs> he he he, uh, he used to write for the Washington. He, he know all the- yeah, I know all the coons, man. He used to write for the Washington Post. Uh, they actually fired him, and now he works for I think for Undefeated or something like that. But he has me blocked. Grant Polson, he has me blocked as well. He covers the Washington Redskins for uh, I don't even know why I'm talking about my block. This is three, but it's them three in particular that I know have blocked me. But they're in the, all in the Coon Hall of Fame. Now Jason Woodlock, I mean uh, Grant Polson is actually white. He he actually blocked me on Twitter because I called him fat. So, but <laughs> <laughs> because he uh, you know he used to shit on RG three back in the day, oh, but yeah. I got tired of yeah. it, man. So I called him fat so one day, so he blocked me. But uh, but yeah, man, Jason Woodlock, dog, like, and I, I posted the picture on Facebook. And I said, God, why do you keep taking out all the good soldiers and keep leaving people like Jason Whitlock alive? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my part of my bullshit for the week, man. The truth up next, man. I ain't, look, I ain't, I ain't had no bullshit happening this week, oh, man. Shit, let me jump in, yeah, man. Yeah, go let me ahead, tell you about me, man. Go ahead, man. Like, this shit get on my motherfuckers ready for this yeah, shit. Yeah, bro, <laughs> let me take, bro, let, me, let me stretch. Let me clear my throat for real. <laughs> Cigarette smokers. Bars. Mm. Tired of these motherfuckers. Mm. Like, so fucking tired, bro. Let them like, know how you feel. Right. You know, you're driving to work or you leaving or, you, or you, you know, you're on the road, you're cruising, you got your top back, you got your windows rolled down. What you blasting? What you listening to? I'm listening to Big Crit, you know what I mean? Hey. <laughs> the Prince, this the homie, you know. But you listening to the music, you're vibing, and all of a sudden you start smelling this shit, right? You're smelling this cigarette smoke, secondhand joint, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like, what if I had asthma? What if I had allergies and stuff? I'll, I'll get tired of And it's that one person that's like, two, they're never behind you. Hell they're, no. they're always two cars ahead of you. And they're riding with their arm like all the way stretched out with the fucking cigarette out the motherfucking window. Like, bro, like, roll up your windows, bro. Like, what's going on, man? You know? Keep and that shit in your car if you yeah, like to smoke. You know what it's, I mean? And it's like, I get tired of just coming across the situation. Or like, you notice like where you're out on the street and... They're always in the fucking walkway on the sidewalk. They're always like, why can't you go around a corner or some and, shit and smoke that and shit? And they bro? cloud just always just seems to be hovering wherever they blew that shit at. You walk into it every single time. And that time. shit follow your ass for like two blocks. And you be like, <laughs> you go on to work or you step in the elevator and motherfuckers looking at you like, ain't no Remy smoke. Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. You know, you're just like, <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning. Why you smell like cigarette smoke? Exactly. You're just like, I'm so sick and tired of that fucking shit, man. It's just like, <laughs> I mean, like, it's shit's just fucking annoying, man. You got to roll up your windows, you know, you got to close the roof. And it's just like, oh, no, that's just my part of my bullshit. Y'all motherfuckers get the hell on, man. Go jump off a bridge. <laughs> I'm just tired of that shit. Anyway. It's, it's crazy that people are still smoking. Like, growing up, you know, we had all those anti-smoking Yo, the, the, the whole, like, the truth campaign, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, B- Believe in all that shit, yeah. And as you get older and you, like, start to see how much cigarettes actually cost, it's like, no, that's a lot of money that y'all are literally burning away. You know what I mean? So... It's crazy, man. So you got nothing on your chest? Man, I ain't, I ain't got nothing, man. I just I just wanted to tell the people, you know, like, you know, make sure you get out here and you actually help, you know, people in need. I mean, we always talk about it now because there's something catastrophic happening with, you know, the hurricanes and stuff. But you see somebody on the sidewalk that needs help getting across the street, help them out, you know, give out good energy, it comes back. So... That, that's that's my piece, man. I, I try to stay away from the bullshit. You yeah, know, you should, ne- man. But ne- like, you next, know, the bullshit will come find yo, you. Yo, yo, next next week I might have something, man. You know, I, I got a couple of important things coming up <laughs> next week, so you know, I'll, I'll come back with I'll come back with two stories. That's what's up. How about that's what's that? up. Spread the social medias one time. Yo, the, you know the tr- the I was about to say the truth, man. That's, that's mine. That's mine. <laughs> the the, P, the the PMB pod at the PMB pod, man. You find us on Twitter, Instagram. You know, we, we ain't doing Snapchat yet because I, I don't. 
we 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 gonna have to come at y'all with Snapchat, but the Twitter and Instagram, the PNB Pod, coming at you live with the Facebook page as well, same handle. So just check us out, man. Send us questions, pictures, hate mail, you know, tweets, whatever whatever you want to send, we'll we'll respond to you. We we here, we real people. Yo, so check this out. So like, I want to dedicate this song to you know Florida. Um, we was thinking about the vibe of the day. You know, they're getting ready to you know catch this hurricane. So I got this one artist down there from South Florida, 305, Ball Greasy. It's a song called Nice and Slow. Y'all let that ride out, all right? All right, man. Peace. Peace.